Have you ever been in a position where you were certain you were right? Absolutely convinced that you've done all your research, you've done your due diligence, but in the end, it was proven that you were wrong all along. If you can identify with that problem, then I hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CCFS Counseling Conversations podcast. I'm so glad that you're here joining us today. Here on this podcast, I seek to tackle any and all problems of everyday living, offering counsel and encouragement from a Christian worldview. And we're picking up in episode three here of the Probing the Proverbs series, where we're going section by section, verse by verse, looking for the wisdom that you and I need to tackle problems of everyday living, and hopefully offering you the counsel that you need straight from the Proverbs. So this is episode three. Again, today's title of the episode is Do Not Refuse God's Wisdom. And that is sort of a one-sentence summary of the last section of Proverbs 1 that we're going to be covering today. Now, I know you've been in that position before where you've done your research, you've done your due diligence, you were certain that you were right about a situation, you were convinced of it. Um, But in the end, you were actually shown to be wrong. Uh, It was a very close-up example of the limitation of your wisdom and of your knowledge of the situation, and you were proven that you needed more wisdom in the moment. And in fact, true wisdom rebuked you. And that's what that moment is whenever we're facing those situations where we think we know what the right way is, and then we're shown that we're wrong. What that moment is doing is the true wisdom, the true knowledge of the situation is rebuking us and proving us wrong and showing us what is right. And that's what we pick up in our last section of Proverbs 1, verses 20 to 33. And so that's my counsel to you today. If you've been in that position, you've had that problem before, then let me encourage you, do not forget, do not forsake or refuse God's wisdom. So let's go ahead and pick it up. I'm going to go section by section. I won't read all the verses all at once today. So I've actually broken up these 13 verses into four parts, uh, a prelude, a problem, a consequence, and a promise. And so just go ahead and grab your Bible. I'll be putting up the verses on the screen using an NIV version again, but use any version you'd like, and then we'll kind of just go through it together. So picking up in verse 20 of chapter 1, um, it'll read like this. This is the prelude for the first two verses. Out of the mouth, excuse me, out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out, At the city gate, she makes her speech. Now, the reason why I make this prelude because everything else that we see in it becomes really the problem and the consequence and then a subsequent promise of wisdom. And so this is really where we get to see in a very simple way the reality and the simple truth that God's wisdom is actually very plain for us. It's very uh, available to us. Okay, God's wisdom isn't something that you have to go searching high and low for. It's not something you sit in quiet long hours and days of solitude and hoping for some little moment of wisdom and insight. Rather, the word, the, the wisdom that we need is in the Word of God. And God has made Himself available, His wisdom available to us in His Word. And so you want wisdom, 
Go to the Word. Go to the God of the Bible. And as we saw a couple episodes ago in verse 7, 1, 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. And so we go to the God of the Bible whom we fear to get the wisdom of the God of the Bible whom we fear. And so wisdom is plain. It's available to us. And so that's how we have it. And so, of course, in a situation like this, where we're reading wisdom calls out, wisdom raises her voice um, on the top of this of the wall. She cries out. What do what does all that mean? Like those phrases, because those are very provocative phrases. So I'm glad you asked. Let's unpack what I, I think that means. I, I'm going to give you two simple references for what I think that means. One, it's found, um, the answer to that is found in the fact that you and I need wisdom, okay? The reality of our need for wisdom is just so plain and so apparent that, and here's the second point, that when compared to God's wisdom, God's wisdom is cry, it's crying out to us, it's raising its voice to us, it's hollering at us. You know, one simple little, you know, picture, word picture here that might be helpful is God's wisdom is like a massive, massive behemoth. And our wisdom is like a little baby ant that's about to be born. I mean, just so in terms of the comparison, okay, when that little baby ant sees the massiveness of the behemoth, it, it, it sees that this thing is, it's bigger than I am. It has what I would need if I want to live. And so in the same way, God's wisdom is what we need if we want to live. And so, uh, but of course, the problem, and here's the second phase now going into the second set of verses. The problem here is, is that you and I, we are actually quite convinced of our own wisdom. Uh, we're convinced of what we know is right. We go our own way. We do what we want, when we want, and how we want. And so we prefer our own wisdom. And so it's very appropriate then in the next set of verses, we're going to be picking up again in verse 22, where the Proverbs, God's wisdom, cries out and calls us and it asks us these questions. He says this, picking up with verse 22, How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke, then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known my, to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen when I call out, and no one pays attention when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, um, the consequence will come after that. But that's the problem. The problem is, is that we are simple. The problem is, is that we, 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 we become mockers of God. And so, if I can summarize it like this, um, when compared to uh, God's wisdom, you know, our wisdom is ultimately proven to be simplistic, okay? When compared to God's wisdom, our wisdom is simplistic. And so, when we follow our wisdom, we're making a mockery of God. We mock God. And we demonstrate our own hatred of God. We demonstrate our hatred of His wisdom, a hatred of His knowledge. And so, the core problem here is really a heart problem. It's a heart problem that is basically inclined to not listen to God. And I know you've been there, I've been there, where we've had moments where we see the temptation, that the temptation is huge to just follow our own way. But that's what that is. Whenever we follow our own way, we're demonstrating a mockery of God, and we're, we're mocking God in His wisdom. And we're demonstrating our simplicity in our thinking. And so due to our simplistic attitude and, the, and our mocking spirit, we show ourselves being unwilling to listen to God and pay attention to what He has to say on any given matter. 
And so it's a dangerous thing, of course, to disregard God's wisdom. It's a very dangerous thing, especially when the correction, you know, if I can say it like this, there's a simple correction toward what is right. Uh, again, the simple correction is to just to look at the God's word, look at God's word and, and follow what it says. Go after what the word says, and rather than going after your, your ways. In, in summary, if I could put all those other verses in, in kind of some quick, four quick bullet points, it would be, be something like I, this. Okay, looking at those verses again, how long will you simple ones love your simple ways? So to love simplicity, it means that we love ourselves. How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Well, when we delight in mockery, we hate God. When we hate knowledge, we think we know best. And when we refuse to listen or pay attention, it means that we want to go, go it alone without God. Okay. I hope you got that there, just kind of following along in those verses. That's what all that means. That's the problem that you and I face. That's why we end up doing the very thing that I'm telling you in this podcast today, to not refuse God's wisdom. And that's why we end up in those situations where we think we know we're right, but in the end, we're actually wrong. And so what's the consequence? You know, Moving on from this problem, what is the consequence whenever we do follow our own way? Well, quite simply, uh, when, we, when we will be judged accordingly. And so what I mean by that is that the wisdom of God will treat us according to what our sins deserve. So wisdom will do to us what we have been doing to God. Wisdom will mock us. Wisdom will laugh at us. Wisdom will prove our simplicity. And where do we see that? Well, we're going to pick up again at verse 26, uh, where it says this, I, in turn, will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you. When calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then you will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but, w- but, I- but will not find me. Since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurn my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. Now, at the surface of this, you might be thinking like something like I had thought when I was reflecting on this, that that seems harsh. You know, this, doesn't that seem a bit harsh? You know, uh, I will laugh when disaster strikes. That seems harsh, you know? But if, it may seem harsher if there was sort of this active component to it, where God's provocatively and antagonistically, and His wisdom is doing that to us, and He's doing it to us. But the reality is He's not. Rather, it's just the simple fact that this is what will become of us when we face the circumstances of life where wisdom, where where there's particular wisdom that we need and we just simply refuse God's wisdom and we just go our own way. It'll just, it'll just, we'll just be laughed at in our face. Wisdom, the wisdom of God will just stare at us in the face and laugh at us. Okay? Um, God will not be slow to lift off His hand of protection on us and we will endure the consequence of our sin. Um, maybe you've been there before. Maybe you've, you've been persistently following in your own way and then in the end, you did show yourself to be almost mocked at or laughed at by God's wisdom because your way was just so foolish and, and your wisdom proved to be just so simplistic and really a demonstration of, of God, of hatred of God. You know, and so trouble and distress, they're a part of everyday experiences across our life. Uh, Every individual, uh, we go through difficulty, but you know, you and I, we're not going through. 
as much difficulty as we could be. You know, God is merciful to us in restraining hardship and difficulty uh, from having its full effect on our lives. He does not let us follow fully into our foolishness and our simple, simple ways. He helps protect us. Um, and so here's just a couple of questions that I want us to consider today as we're you know, thinking about this, you know, have you ever been distressed and overwhelmed? Have you ever felt like calamity was overtaking you like a storm? You know, when you were being swept over like a whirlwind? Um, can you name a, just a few distressing moments in your life? Think back for a second. And what was the wisdom that you needed? I mean, can you look back in retrospect and, and put your finger on what was the wisdom that you needed in retrospect? Okay. Look back at a time when you felt like your whole life was being consumed by distress, difficulty, and hardship, and toil, and suffering, and pain. You know, and that ever-present feeling where you were overwhelmed beyond your means. Again, look back. What was the wisdom that you needed at that time? And, you know, maybe some more self-reflection. What ways did you go about seeking to resolve matters on your own terms and in your own way? How did you rely on your experience? Here's another question. How long does it take for you to ask for God's wisdom? You know, do you wait until disaster strikes? You know, are, you, are you prone to going it alone without God? And finally, you know, what does your heart look like whenever you're facing hard times? Are you, are you, do you, do you go after God or do you go after your own way and find a resolution on your own? You know, here's the promise that this text, and you know, we're finishing off here in this section here. This, here's the promise that this text has for us. We're not going to just be left with, okay, we've got the problem and here's the consequence. Uh, and then it's that, you know, but we have a beautiful promise for us here in this text as we're facing the fact that you and I were prone to reject God's wisdom, um, but here's the promise when we do follow God's wisdom, okay? And we're picking up in verse 32. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But wh whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. And so we can really pick up two kinds of promises in this last two verses. The first kind of promise is the promise of what will happen to you if you do just follow your own way. Okay, which we've kind of already talked about in the, in the problem and the consequence. But the promise is this, you will be destroyed and uh, your complacency will kill you. Okay, your waywardness will kill you. Your complacency will destroy you. And maybe you've already felt some of the pangs of that already in life through your poor choices or through just coming to realize that your wisdom was proven wrong in the end. But the other promise here is available to us as well. And this is the beauty of this passage. And my ultimate you know, encouragement to you to consider is to look to this promise as part of um, what you can look forward to whenever you appeal to God's wisdom. And it's this, but whoever listens to me lives in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. You will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. I wonder if that resonates with you in any way. And I wonder right now, whatever situation you might be facing where you need wisdom, you need guidance, you need instruction, you need knowledge. Um, do not, I'm encouraging you now, do not show yourself to be re rebuking God's wisdom uh, and then so be laughed at and mocked at by God's wisdom, but rather listen to God's wisdom, 
listen to his way. And remember, in the very beginning of this series, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and the beginning of wisdom. So you want to be right about a situation. You want to begin moving in the right direction. And your first sorts of questions will need to be, you know, like, what does God think? What does God want? And all of that is found in God's Word. It's available to us, as I said in the very beginning of this episode. God's wisdom is available to us. It's not high and lofty in some other you know, far-reaching locations. It's, it's available to us here in His Word. So look to His Word. Look to His wisdom. Look to His knowledge. And do not be rebuked by God's wisdom. Hey there, did you like this video? If you did, please comment, rate, and share this video with someone you think might benefit from it. Also, don't forget to subscribe if you're not already and hit the alarm bell so you'll be notified next time I upload new content. Thank you so much for listening today. I look forward to connecting with you next time. Until then, talk to you soon. Bye.